Is it just me, or have you noticed how a number of news stories have totally vanished from the media, replaced by this breathless narrative? Hey, it's putting people on information overload. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And according to the mainstream media, every story more urgent than the next. Tonight, Russian forces are maintaining their pressure on the city of Mariupol one day after the bombing of a maternity hospital that sparked outrage around the world. Officials say at least three people were killed in that attack, including a young girl. And welcome to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. If you've been trying to follow the news as I have been over the past several weeks, it's not easy. If you observe social media, news headlines, television news, video news sources, it's amazing how rapidly certain stories just completely vanished and new ones have taken their place. Now, that makes me wonder. I know for many in the news business, it's all about ratings and headlines and and the bottom line. So, the story in Ukraine with Russia becomes a big deal. But whatever happened to certain other stories that were supposed to be desperately impacting our lives? I mean, aren't we having a pandemic of the unvaccinated? I guess we're not. Uh, Isn't the coronavirus deadly to school-aged children? Apparently it isn't. Shouldn't we all be wearing face masks and and social distancing, as Dr. Fauci has, has told us numerous times over and over again? I guess perhaps not, because Dr. Fauci is nowhere to be found. It's like I mentioned earlier this week, for those that listen to the Monday through Friday version of this program, especially Monday through Thursday and not just the weekend edition, maybe it's time to put out a silver alert. I saw somebody post on social media missing, and they had a picture of Dr. Fauci on the side of a, a, a milk carton. And, and it's a little bit funny, yes, I get it. Because the man who totally dominated your television for months and months and months, almost two years, has vanished from the face of the earth. Now, I want to share some news stories. Some of these you may not fully agree, and you're going to say, Bob, aren't you passing on disinformation? Maybe not. Because, see, here's something we need to... I want everybody that listens and has listened to this program and has followed along and has agreed with the things we discussed that turned out to be true about the virus, the vaccines, and other things... I'm very careful with the information that I give you. I don't jump on the latest headline because it sounds really good. There's some websites and video sites and news sites out there that jump all over every weird story out there. And I'm thinking of one website. I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to get into a, a fighting match with these people. 
But there's one website that I have been following literally, literally now, for for almost um, 18, 19 months. They have made many a dire prediction during the pandemic, the majority of which have never come true. They sounded good and people are sending me all this stuff. Bob, you got to share this from so-and-so. Great stuff. And it turns out that instinct is I can't get a very comfortable feeling about this story. There's something in the story that doesn't add up. And I choose then to, you know, put it to the side and see how it plays out. And nine times out of ten, with this one website, it plays out the way anticipated. They forget that they ever said it and move on to something else as their predictions continuously fail. And what I find disturbing is some of those websites have a greater following than this program. They seem to attract the attention of people because of their over-the-top headlines because of some of the fear that they have shared regarding the things that we've talked about on this program. They're the ones that were also saying the election of 2020 would be undone in early 2021. Didn't happen. Uh, They made other dire predictions of how many billions of people would be dead by now because of the vaccines. We never made that claim here. I knew many would, and over time, many will. That's becoming increasingly obvious that these vaccines are going to have a negative impact on a portion of the population. And I have some stories that I'll be sharing on that today as well. This information overload from Russia with love, that's the best way I describe it, has been a blessing for the Biden administration. It's nice for them to have a different boogeyman to get everybody angry at. Now, I'm not going to get into a lot of the situation with Russia and Ukraine. I am going to share a few simple facts that you can discern for yourself and make a decision down the road. I would be very cautious. I am am watching, observing, and trying to learn the history behind the conflict. I am, as I've said before, I am not an apologist for Russia, Putin, or any of those uh, people. I I don't trust them, and and neither should you. But then again, as an American, I have learned over the past two years in particular, I've learned it really over, over a lifetime, We shouldn't be all that gullible to trust everything that is said by our own government. Now, Jen Paskey has been the the press secretary for President Biden since the very beginning of his presidency. She came on board during the transition in 2020. And there's one thing, there's one compliment I really want to give to Jen Paskey. I really do. This is a compliment. She's the most accomplished liar I've ever heard in front of a microphone, in front of a camera, and in front of an audience. She has mastered the art of deception, parsing language, eliminating facts, 
and she has the mainstream bankrupt media just eating right out of her hand because they're so journalistically inept. They can't discern truth from fiction. And it's the fiction that they want to believe. Now, I'm not going to go and, and make some outrageous claim like Russia was was just there and, and this whole thing in Ukraine to get the world to forget the pandemic. No, I think it just happened to come along at the right time uh, to give cover to some very incompetent governments around the world. Some still don't get it. Some still have their uh, Gestapo-like tactics they want to hold on to for dear life. They've enjoyed the power trip. I think the same could be said about Justin Trudeau. He finally had these manly powers over people. And I think that Justin Trudeau is a reprobate, unfit to be in government, unfit to serve anybody, and is leading his nation down a pathway to hell. I I just said it, and I'm not taking it back. Just like the Biden administration. By the way, did you notice at the beginning of the story, before I forget, I wanted to mention this early on. I want you to listen to just a tiny bit of that clip from the CBS Evening News, and then I want to make a fast comment about it. Tonight, Russian forces are maintaining their pressure on the city of Mariupol one day after the bombing of a maternity hospital that sparked outrage around the world. Officials say at least three people were killed in that attack, including a young girl. Now, I just wanted to mention this rather quickly because it is important. Notice how they make right there in the lead of the story the allegation that the Russians had had somehow bombed a maternity hospital and three people died, including a young girl. And notice, and the reason I'm, look, I'm not, believe me, I am not condoning this. I'm just showing how the priorities work in the mindless, morally bankrupt media. They're concerned that a young child or a newborn baby might die in a maternity hospital. But these same journalists, they applause and praise millions upon millions upon millions of abortions a year. They want to use this story to to get your attention and grab your emotions. But these intellectually and spiritually bankrupt people praise dead babies every day of their life and celebrate it. Unless there's a political purpose they can use against you. That's my point. That's why I wanted to play that again. Oh, just a day after they bombed a maternity hospital, leaving three people dead. Well, how about the millions that are dead in abortion clinics? Apparently, that doesn't mean anything. And you have some states that are really wanting to allow uh, abortions for the entire nine months, and maybe some have even said beyond. That's what we're coming down to. So the big stories that we had a month ago have vanished. (laughs) They're, They're like dust in the wind. That old Kansas song, just, you know, everything is dust in the wind. It just picked up got blown away and gone. And and I watch a lot of people, the same people that were saying, like I've been saying, you can't trust a lot of the information coming out of our government, period. We've learned that Dr. Fauci is a serial liar. He's been involved with things 
that I think are unethical, immoral, wrong, and he lies about it. And Jen Psaki from, you know, from the White House, she's just a skilled, a better skilled liar than Fauci with what she does. You know, I, I, I would think that you must have to come home and take a long, hot shower after hanging around that White House. Unless you have sold your soul and you don't care. The ends justify the means, is what Lenin and others have said in many desperate regimes. The ends justify the means. Stalin believed it. Hitler believed it. And now the Biden administration believes it as well. The ends justify the means. These are some of the stories and things that I want to I want your attention with. It's I know it's hard sometimes to follow. But whatever happened to the coronavirus and and whatever happened to mandatory masking, whatever happened to everybody needs to be vaccinated. Suddenly suddenly blue states out of nowhere are opening up. Well, there's a reason. And and this story with Ukraine provides them cover so the media doesn't put the spotlight of truth on what they're doing. Not that they really would. But it makes it easier for the media to hide the story when they have something else that has attracted your attention. See, several things they know. Number one, it's obvious these vaccines are a failure. And I will say it again. They are a failure. I've been following a lot of people that have really been digging deep for over a year, since the very beginning, tracking the numbers and starting to scratch their heads. And these idiots, and I'm going to call them that, they are total reprobate idiots like the governor of New York State, Kathy Hoschel, who wants everybody, who thinks that Jesus wants you to get the vaccine because she says so. Of course, she also was a pro-abortionist, alleged Catholic. There is no such thing as a Christian who is pro-abortion. If you cannot get that through your head, you have a reprobate mind. You cannot be a Christian and approve abortion on demand as we have it in this country as Kathy Hochul and pretty much the entire bankrupt, morally, spiritually, hell-bound politicians that love abortion money. I'm not judging. The Bible says you'll know them by their fruits. And their fruits are rotten as they fall off the tree. Just saying. So we have this wonderful situation in terms of what the media needs to give them cover. See, a couple of stories have kind of snuck out that the media doesn't want to talk about. Fox News and Newsmax will never cover this story with any uh, with any depth because it includes them. The megabucks that were put out there to the media not just to run the, the announcements about get vaccinated, but to have their staff talk happy and positive about it. There were several I saw on Newsmax just loving the vaccine. Harris Faulkner, I was watching her on television one day. Happened to be one of those rare days that I could watch TV in the afternoon, and I'm watching the news. 
and she's acting just like, so everybody, we can do this. Hurry up and go outside and go to your, go get vaccinated today. And I'm going, what in the world just happened to somebody that I thought was credible? And, and my reaction then, and it was confirmed to be true, and they must be paying Fox off to push this garbage. And there she was. And others at Fox News became vaccine disciples, as uh, Governor Hoschel in New York would love you to be. But see, the numbers are out. The vaccines aren't working. They have virtually no, you know, what little tiny benefit for a week or two for a young child is long destroyed. I mean, it disappears. And then other health issues apparently are beginning to crop up. No one wants to talk about it. So this is really convenient for the Biden administration. This is convenient for a lot of the world. Now, granted, there are some places where this Nazi Gestapo mentality of we'd love to control our people, they don't want to quite let it go. A lot of whistleblowers coming out. Some of the stuff that's being said, I take with a grain of salt. Some things I hear have a big ring of truth. The things that people try to pretend didn't happen that are happening. Do you, do you follow where we are today? We're in a world of mess, in a real world of mess. We learned over the past two years, much of what the government has said has been a lie. Our own United States government Canadian government, Australian government, Austria government, United Kingdom government, a lot of what they said ended up being untrue. Now, whether they knew it at the time or not, we'll get into that some other day. But many of those that have been pushing all of this narrative have been proven to be liars. And it's just like the, you know, why should I trust anything that Jen Psaki will ever say from that podium in the press room at the White House? Why would anybody trust her? She has lied so consistently, so professionally, so convincingly, at least to many people's ears. I simply don't trust anything she has to say. I assume it is a lie when it comes out of her mouth. I just assume it's a lie until proven otherwise. And most times it will be a lie or it'll be a distortion of the truth. The old saying, a half truth is still a whole lie is true in the case of of Jen Psaki at the White House and many others. Suddenly at the in the House of Representatives the masks are off. The life-saving miracle mask that saved millions allegedly is no longer needed. Many companies are still clinging on to their vaccine requirements because it's kind of hard now to back off. There's a lot about that we'll be getting into in the program today. And it's got to be wonderful to have this story in the Ukraine so you don't have to listen to Fauci. Uh, these governors and people are beginning. You know, there was a there was a memo that came out. It was fascinating to read. This came out from a public relations firm that is employed, that is employed by, you know, the the parts of the Democrat Party working on the 2022 election cycle and beyond. And, and this 
particular memo I found quite fascinating. I mean, I really did. Because this memo was coming out and clearly stating that people are now tired of the virus. We've got to declare. So what, what, do, they, what do they say to do? Based on what we've, what we've known for a long time, you know, it's time to give up on the mandates. There's virus fatigue among Democrat core voters. Ooh, that's a dangerous thing. Virus fatigue. People want to move on. And, and the best thing that a Democrat politician can do, listen to me carefully in the United States and, and any leftist politician around the world, what they're going to do is declare victory. We beat the virus. I know it wasn't easy. We know it was hard. And they're going to count on the fact that your memory is so short that you forget how much and how many times they lied for two years and how much power they exhibited over you. Look, looking at some material, a graph and a chart of those that really locked down hard, mandated this, mandated that, mandated face diapers for all, closed things down. And their case numbers, generally speaking, are no different than the places like Florida, or actually Florida did better. Places that didn't bother to go into this, you know, uh, circus uh, of, you know, pretending we can stop a virus, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, you're going to stop the virus. Baloney. If you believe that, you know, you are truly idiotic. And you truly have a reprobate mind. This man-made virus, that's what it is. We, it's become clearer and clearer and clearer. And that's why they're so happy to have something else to turn our attention to. I mean, from the Biden administration's standpoint, we can forget the last, oh, I don't know, um, 12 months, 12 and a half months of terrible, dismal policies that destroyed the economy, destroyed energy independence, and blame it all now on Russia and Ukraine. Because the, uh, the typical person, their ability to look at facts, they have a short memory because they live in a Facebook-run soundbite world. Even many conservative friends of mine that would tell you, oh, I don't know, back around January, can't believe what the government says about anything. Now suddenly believe everything when it comes to the Russian-Ukraine conflict. And you try to ask questions of these people. So what do you think about the 2014 coup? What coup? You didn't know about the 2014 overthrow of the government there. Must have been Putin's fault. I mean, they don't know the history because our intellectually, morally, and spiritually bankrupt media doesn't understand it themselves. They're too cotton-picking, dense, and stupid into an ideology where transgenderism and abortion is vastly more needed than truth. And then if you think our government knows what it's doing, <laughs> earlier this week, and I, I'm sure many of you have seen or heard this, they send Vice President Kamala the incompetent to, I mean, the unfit, the derelict, the reprobate. They send her to Poland to, to fix everything in Ukraine. And then at the post, you know, they had this press conference and she's at the podium. 
and a reporter ask a question, a question that a world leader, the number two of the United States that should be fully aware and briefed on everything. And it's like a deer in the in the headlights look as she fumbles and is unable to answer a question on the world stage. What's scary is this woman is one heartbeat away from the presidency. Listen carefully to the question and Kamala's answer. Is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. And obviously, she's desperate to find an answer. Okay. (laughs) A friend in need is a friend in (laughs) need. Okay, so this time. What a total embarrassment for the United States of America. The voters that voted for this team... In Washington, the Biden-Harris or Harris-Biden, whichever you want to call it, should be thoroughly ashamed of themselves. Hey, they're all saying, well, you know, the gas problem is because of the Russians. We've had this gas problem since uh, Biden took office with the prices steadily rising. They have been steadily rising for over a year because we are now no longer energy independent. We are now dependent upon others that many people don't like us here in the United States. And and so the media doesn't make a big deal about Kamala's embarrassment. They just kind of show a picture as she's stately standing next to the president of Poland. Okay. And they're all talking about how evil Russia is. They bombed a maternity clinic. Well, you know, you you leftists have been literally bombing maternity clinics. They're actually, you know, abortion centers. Since 1970, whatever it is, you fell in love with abortion as a political issue. 1973. And so abortion is, you know, you have to believe in it to be a leftist or you're not you're not good enough for us. It's amazing. We, we talk about genocide in another land, and a lot of the genocide that have ha- has happened in many countries has been caused by the globalist, which includes many leftists in the world today. That's just a sad fact that the mainstream media will never want to observe. They'd, they're more concerned about transgenderism and gay rights and misrepresenting a bill that occurred here in Florida. You know, don't say gay, which is a total fabrication. But then again, that's what the media is reporting. But so many of my conservative friends are now buying the baloney about a lot of what's happening in another part of the world they can't see. And and I I don't trust either Putin or Biden. I don't. I I don't trust Zelensky either, believe it or not. His past is going to come back someday if somebody will dig in there and tell you the truth. He is not St. Zelensky. Believe me, he is not. He's a former comedian turned politician, friend of the World Economic Forum, who admires Justin Trudeau immensely. That's what got him into politics. We forget those kind of things. 
Hey, I've got a story coming up that I'll share on the other side. And, and it's one of those stories the mainstream media just, you know, barely gives a little bit of a look at and then tries to run and hide it. And, and when I share this in a couple of moments, uh, we might be knowing where the next pandemic is coming from. Hey, they've got one planned. Do you think they, look, they know this one has run its course. Now they got Russia, they'll have something else, and then we can get back to, you know, pandemic time again. We need to be prepared for that next time of lockdown. If you don't think it's not coming again, don't think it's going back to normal, and don't even count on the 2022 election here in the United States doing a whole lot. Unfortunately, unfortunately, too many people will succumb against once to a new fear. They just fall over. It's just going to happen again. If you believe in this ministry, we're on shortwave for a reason. Because the internet is one of those uh, services that may or may not be there one day. Or may be limited, it may be filtered. Right now, we are blessed to have this program as a podcast. But I can see already that certain sites, one by one, this program will disappear. So we're going to stay on shortwave. Can you help us financially to keep us on shortwave? I'll give a little update on shortwave in the next segment, if you can. Would you consider a gift to the ministry, large or small, whatever God lays upon your heart, to help us out? It's always come together each and every month. Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio and mail it to 5753, no, truth to ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. We are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida, zip code 32536. Zip code again, 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Being their angel. Coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get in love in a moment. In Acts 12, it speaks about the angel. See, see, Simon Peter is in jail for his faith. He's awaiting execution. He says, Behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to him inside the prison cell. Angel had good news for Peter. He's going to be free. Angels are good at bringing good news. In fact, the word angel in Hebrew, malach, and angelos in Greek can be translated as the news bringers. They're the ones who came to the shepherds in Bethlehem and said, I bring you good news, great joy. In fact, inside the word good news or gospel in the New Testament is the word angel. Even in English, when you say the word evangelism in the middle of that, you can find the word angel. You see, whenever you share the gospel by the spirit of God, you're an angel. You're a little angel, an angel of flesh and blood, but an angel also. Whenever you help somebody, you set them free from bondage in the Lord, you're an angel on assignment. Whenever you do the Lord's work to bless somebody's life, you're an angel on an angelic mission. Rejoice in this. When you see somebody in need, be to them their angel. When you see somebody need salvation, become their angel. When you see someone who needs the love of God and good news, become their angel. When you do God's will, when you minister and serve, do it as an angel. Go forth as one who's sent from heaven on an angelic assignment. Rejoice, get into the joy of it. Start your angelic visitations now. Go up to that person and say, Hail Mary, hail Phyllis, hail, hail Sydney, son of Marty, hail Sam, hail Joe, hail Carlos, hail Jose, Juanita. Well, you don't have to say it like that, but it's really the same thing. It's angelic and it's glorious. Get started in the Great Commission on your divine mission. Become their angel. Want more? Ask for angels and outlaws. 
Now, the free gift for you from the Sands of Judea, the awesome mystery of the temple doors, the incredible stuff. You will be blessed. You'll love it. It's yours free. Plus, Sapphire is guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 to receive your free gifts. You will be blessed. But call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me together, bringing salvation to God's ancient people, Israel, and the unreached peoples throughout the world of every nation. You know, imagine you yourself could be responsible for the gospel blanketing the earth. Well, you can. Through shortwave radio, it's amazing. The farthest way you'll ever spread the gospel. How? Call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. You can write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Become their angel, my friend. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you and Messiah. Sar Chaim, the Prince of Life. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad that there's a lot of people I'm learning as the the weeks and months have gone by that listen to this program. I'm always surprised by somebody that says, hey, finally got a, a chance to contact you or write you or send you an email. And I've been listening for three months, maybe six months, in some cases over a year. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to listen to this program. All I ever try to do, all I have ever felt led to do since this program began, is to try to dig beneath the surface of the headlines. And when something in a story just didn't feel right, when something just didn't have a ring of truth, maybe unlike the mainstream media, and sometimes including Fox and Newsmax and others, maybe it's time to dig just a little bit deeper. Truth is a commodity that is increasingly uh, in limited supply. The news media that I once was raised 50 years ago when I started in college and my working career to believe was, you know, the bastion of of maintaining freedom and upholding our Constitution, I have been dismally disappointed, especially in the last two decades. In the last two decades, the threats to those precious rights that I believe were given to us by God, not by a government. Government is not God. These governments, according to Scripture, will someday have to answer to God. And some of the things that I see happening, even in the United States government and these Western powers and elites, is becoming very scary and very disturbing. And I I stand amazed as I watched how rapidly in a couple of weeks the headline of inflation and the virus was displaced by a story 
that gives shield and cover for incompetence, greed. It's like somebody said, I tried to follow the science and all I could find is the money. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. And how that'll play out if we ever really do get the truth, well, that's a good question. Now, real quick, Transmitter Project here in Florida, coming along nicely. It's in test right now, still waiting on a few things. So for the next two weeks, maybe one week, maybe two, I'm hoping for two, I'm taking a little time away from having to travel and be gone overnight for two or three nights and trying to get that work done and trying to get the program done. I, I really need some some time back at home to work on, well, this radio program and some other things that God is really laying on my heart to get done. And, and so pray for me. I, I need prayers more than you'll ever know right now, trying to keep ahead of a little bit of a health issue that has been a problem. And so make sure that that is resolving itself as I pray that it can and should. Been a lot going on behind the scenes. And right now, your prayers are more urgently needed than at any other time since I began this radio program. Now, I want to share a little story. You may have heard about it. Some of you that dig a little deeper than what I call the superficial news uh, may have heard this or or picked up on it. And it happened this week. And I'm trying to remember what day, doesn't matter, a few days ago. And there was one of those rare opportunities in Washington, D.C. And this was in an exchange with Victoria Newland and Marco Rubio. So for many of you that are listening, you might wonder, who is Victoria Newland? Okay, I'm going to try to give you the very shortened version. She currently is an American diplomat serving as the Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, former member of the uh, Foreign Service, served as the Assistant Secretary of State in European and Asian Affairs from um, a number of years. She's, In other words, she's both a bureaucrat and she ends up being appointed by various presidents. For example, you go back to a number of years ago, she she served as an advisor in the Clinton administration. And then she was in office as the United States ambassador to NATO, okay? NATO. And that was from June 20th, 2005, all the way into 2008. Then in 2011, she was the spokesperson for the United States Department of State under uh, Barack Obama. And now she is the uh, Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs. And that was all the way up until uh, through 2013 and 2017 under Barack Obama. And now she's back as the Undersecretary for State for Political Affairs. Under Secretary of State for Political Affairs, under the Biden administration. Now, I'm going to share something she said in just a moment, but here's something that that I, I found a wee bit on the uh, on the fascinating side. Remember, she's a bureaucrat that has been appointed to positions under various Democrat administrations and the Bush administration, as in George W. Bush. 
And she's married to a guy by the name of Robert Kagan. And maybe some of you have heard of Robert Kagan. He's a co-founder of what is considered in my, you know, of, of a conservative group called the Project for New American Century. Now, wait a minute. Here's a woman that does all this work for Democrats. Uh, on, and now here's a guy that has been a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, the Brookings Institute, foreign policy advisor to U.S. Republican presidential candidates as, as well as Democrat administrations by the Foreign Affairs, Affairs Policy Board. In other words, she's, she's helped out everybody. You ready that? She, by the way, she endorsed Hillary Clinton for president. Never much liked uh, the idea of Donald Trump. So he is a swamp creature married to another swamp creature as they, as they paddle around the swamp trying to buffalo and feed baloney and nonsense to you. I don't trust either Robert Kagan. I think he's a disgrace. He considers himself a Republican. And then he would vote for Clinton? No. You are an opportunist, globalist, leftist. I'm beginning to see less and less difference. I'm disappointed. Of course, I've been disappointed, and I don't care what anybody says. I've said it for, let's see, 20 years now, that I consider Senator uh, Graham from Lindsey Graham from South Carolina, a total abject fraud, total abject disappointment, a two-faced liar, temporary part-time conservative at election time, whenever it suits him. He is a swamp creature, and I'm sorry, South Carolina, you got duped again into voting for him. And then he'd make some idiotic comments like, we need to take Putin out, yeah. Yeah, you want to start a real World War III? Go for it. So you got, so you got this guy Kagan and his wife, and here's what I found. Here's the story. You need to hear this, and I want this to sink through. It was a rare moment of accidental honesty in Washington, D.C. Now, as I was saying, Victoria Newland was talking to Marco Rubio the other day about the U.S. biolabs, you know, that are all over Ukraine. Now, wait a minute, what, what do you mean biolabs? Hey, there are a lot of biolabs doing some pretty nasty research in Ukraine. And it's amazing how in all the former Soviet Union satellite uh, countries that have been messed with by NATO and the United States, that American money has found its way into biolabs in those countries. Does that make you a little bit concerned? And so you have all these biolabs, and and she was discussing the possibility of of the Russians finding these facilities. Listen to what she had to say to to Marco Rubio. Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. So when I heard that, it made me think, now wait a minute. 
Now, now just wait a cotton-picking minute. Where do those laboratories come from? Whose money is involved? And why would the United States government be, shall we say, so concerned that some of this stuff may get into Russian hands? And and she was kind of uneasy as she let out a little bit of truth. And she couldn't find words to, to completely hide it. My question is, and apparently people do not want to to um, really get into this. I think Rubio expected, you know, a total denial that we have anything to do with these kind of plants. They don't exist. And how easily she confessed an awful truth about these bio labs. And, and I think he was stunned by that admission and, and then asked, uh, what does it mean? Uh, what what will this be the Russians doing a biological attack if they if they raid these labs, w- which kind of tells me how the swamp works. In other words, right now we must blame Russia for everything, and as Republicans we're going to ba- blame Biden for the economy and we're going to beat him up on that, and and Democrats so we can you know secure more seats. It's a game. It's a game I'm getting tired of. I would like honest, truthful politicians. I know we don't have any left in the Democrat Party except those that are honest enough to say they want to take your freedoms away. They want to push a agenda of sexuality on little children. In other words, they're moral reprobates that have no business. But then you have Republican swamp creatures that make lots of money as... Um, Let's go back to the days of the 50s when Eisenhower left office in 1961. Beware of the military-industrial complex. Look at the billions upon billions of dollars they're making. Follow the money. Pfizer, Moderna, follow the money. And, and things we're not allowed to do here, we found ways of doing it overseas, including China. And now we're finding out why are there all of these vast number of these biolabs in Ukraine to do things like viruses and germs. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory anymore. We now know there are U.S.-funded biolabs throughout Ukraine. And, and even Russia and China have been saying so. So it's not a conspiracy theory and what's scaring everybody, it's what's scaring this gal, is that, oh my, oh my, Victoria Newland is scared to death that these U.S. labs all over Ukraine will be discovered, you know, by the Russians. Now, I, I think that Rubio, like I said, I don't think he really thought she was going to come out and say all this. Maybe she might, you know, uh, you know we'll need further proof, you know, that we can't have fake news emanating out of, you know, the Kremlin and the CCP and QAnon and Fox and 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 Newsmax and, and a bunch of websites and programs like this one. Instead, Newland did something that was thoroughly uncharacteristic for her and for neocons. And yes, there are those neocons out there. They love their wars. And for senior U.S. policy officials who have no trouble serving either side of the aisle because they serve the swamp. And her answer visibly stunned Rubio.
Now, if you don't believe it stunned Rubio, who expected you know none of this to be discussed, he had to do instant damage control. Man, he, I never saw a guy jump into damage control as fast as this neocon did. Oh, we got to hide. We got to blame the Russians now. Oh, he's a neocon. He's a warmongering neocon. I'm sorry. You may disagree, but he is. Just like Lindsey Graham is and others. Uh, Mitch McConnell, head of the Senate. He's a swamp creature. He talks conservative when it comes time for your vote. Then he spends billions we don't have and puts us in debt. And so as soon as as soon as Newland uh, admitted what we have there, Anna Rubio came in for the save, trying to blame the Russians if anything went wrong. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100% it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Okay, so let me see if I fully understand this, and let's see if I can help you, well, maybe decipher some of the code. In other words, it doesn't matter how these biolabs came into being that they were U.S. funded. For what purpose? For what kind of projects that we couldn't do here? And what is so dangerous in these laboratories? We've been fed a lot of nonsense that isn't ringing true. It really isn't. We're funding these laboratories. Why? What's being done there? What research was done there? Especially since 2014, when we were deeply involved under the Obama administration with what we call regime change in Ukraine. I mean, we were. This has been going on for ages, and this is the part where the media doesn't either understand it or doesn't want you to know about it. So here's a way to look at it. If you listen to this little bit that we had right there between between Newland and, and Marco Rubio, senator from Florida, at all cost. Anything that goes wrong with these labs must be blamed on Russia. Not the United States, not U.S. funding, but it must be blamed on Russia. Now, once again, don't consider me a Russian apologist. I am not. I'm just trying to show how there can be misinformation from both sides. And I'm surprised at how many people that that saw the light on the virus are now blinded to what this government of ours is capable of doing in the United States. Remember, we now can blame China on the last pandemic. I mean, we can, because the truth finally came out that we were involved, and it came out of a lab in China, so we just blame the Chinese, even though we had a hand in what was going on. Dr. Fauci, I'm sorry, EcoHealth Alliance, Dr. Ralph Barrick, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Nobody wants to go into those stories, but those stories are really clear. It's like a big flashing light 
You can't miss it unless you turn a blind eye. And so, Newland and Rubio, I think they acted out what they had to do. This combination of leftist, globalist, neocon, it's a very strange marriage. And the propaganda operative. And uh, he calls himself, you know, the diehard anti-communist. And and Russia, in his mind, is still communist, just as Putin is in his mind and Stalin. And, and I mean, once again, so it was really difficult for Newland to avoid, you know, saying something she might be caught in a lie. It was discomforting. She had to admit the presence of the biolabs. And Rubio's amazement, and they serve the dual purpose of laying now a groundwork, For the next global pandemic, if you don't believe it. I mean, there's all kind of stuff that's been played within that laboratory, in the labs, not laboratory, multiple. Numbers are like upwards of 30. Why are there 30 laboratories with U.S. funding in Ukraine and a lot of other places in the former Eastern Bloc that used to belong to the Soviet Union? Who put them there and why? And so if anything goes wrong, if those labs are discovered and anything happens, we can blame it on the Russians for any new biofascist measures enabling all to tell ourselves that we, like the Ukrainians, we love democracy. And Russia is now totalitarian. Though today's democracies are looking like Australia, today's democracies like France and Canada and even parts of the United States look more and more like 1930s Germany each and every day. Now, you might argue that Newland surely let the cat out of the bag, you know, on purpose, and that her acknowledgement of all those biolabs, most of them, are you ready for this? Hold on to your seat, built on the Obama watch. During the eight years of Obama, we are running around building biolabs in the Ukraine. And it's embarrassment now for the United States. And it is the grounds for a serious investigation of the U.S. biowarfare policy. And it better come out. If we let this thing just, you know, fly back under the radar, there's something wrong then within our nation and our country. I've learned it's hard to, hard, I mean, I feel terrible that I have to say this. I don't trust many of the people in my own government. I figured that out years ago, and I thought, but I thought maybe working at a local government or, or state government level might be different. It was no different. There's enough misinformation put out there as well. And that's why I walked away from it. I came out of retirement to help early in the pandemic to find out that we are just a cog in a wheel for an ideology and things that I think are just downright wrong and evil. These labs are going to end up being, in my opinion, a huge embarrassment for the United States if we don't try to get ahead of the narrative now, which I think is what happened. I really do. I believe fully that is what happened this past week. These Obama labs, that's what I'm going to call them, that were run by the deep state for years now might be discovered by Russia. There's a lot more to this story. And I mean, I I consider a lot of what 
Vladimir Putin has done is absolutely abject evil. But don't think for a moment the Western world has been purely saints. They have not. And, and the mainstream media and, and even the conservative media seem to be falling in line with a lot of this stuff. And thus we have a little bit of unity now between even Democrats and Republicans um, who are thinking, yeah, Russia is the evil, we must win the whole bit, we're all Ukraine now. Believe me, I feel my heart breaks for the people of Ukraine being used by both sides. Being used by both sides. You're just disposable, dispensable pawns in a horrible political theater and game. And next week, we're going to get, by the way, I don't think the media is ever going to seek to bring the U.S. bio-warfare criminals to justice. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. As long as they can blame Russia for whatever happens, they can make them the fall guy. And that's why they had to make Dr. Fauci disappear for the time being, because it brings the virus, the pandemic of the of, of COVID-19 and it's miss well the way it's been handled it shows there was something wrong there as well now we're about to run out of time today and I, I didn't I had a lot of other stories I'm not going to get to I guess some of this will have to wait till Monday and now that I have time away from having to go to Okeechobee we can really get into this program and do some do some digging now, I'm sure some of what I just said you may disagree with, and that's fine. I put it out there because these are the things that these people have said and what these people are doing. And, and it's hard to identify who is on whose side anymore as the, as the lines in, increasingly get blurred. We'll get back to it next week. If you disagree or agree with what I have to say, you can always send me an email. And also, if you do, let me know how you listen. My email address is bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. I've learned in my lifetime to have a healthy, shall we say, level of skepticism in a lot of what I hear and see. And these days are no exception as we go into some very evil and dark times. If you believe in keeping this ministry on shortwave, would you consider a gift, large or small, made payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio and mail it to Truth to Ponder 5753 Highway 85 North 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 that's number 3248 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 Crestview one word Crestview Florida and the zip code is 32536 that zip code again in Crestview, Florida, 32536. Until next week. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.